Today's anecdotal experience podcast is sponsored by Lisa Mattresses. Lisa Mattresses are like Casper Mattresses or Satva Mattresses. Why are there so many mattress companies advertising on podcasts? Are podcast listeners inherently sleepy? Yes. That is the only explanation. Hey, if you're one of the people that shared an episode on Facebook, thanks. Because the last two episodes got a ton of plays. You know, and it's, um, it's because of you. Today, our guest is Misaki Kado. You ever had a kid? Did you ever think you weren't about to have a kid, then all of a sudden you did have one? Probably not. I thought this was really interesting. Unplanned Parenthood. That's a good name for the episode. I'm going to do that. Oh, hey, I have to plug the Nobody Loves You Comedy Show at the Woodward Theater on February 17th. Shows at 7, doors at 8. If you've ever wanted to see me do anything, if you've ever asked, like, oh, I want to see you perform, this is it. This is your chance. This is your best opportunity to see me and my friends perform at a dope-ass theater. Let's do this with me, Saki. Yeah, say what you were saying. Oh, uh, basically. What's your relationship? Let's just let's just do this for a bit. Okay. What's your relationship with drugs? With, <laughs> um, oh, your your friends like, and family know that you you're you're a guy that carries around dabs. <laughs> um, my friends, yeah, my family, uh, only not 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 really my my whole family. But they may as well. I'm sure they suspect. Yeah, they should. Okay, <laughs> they should have every. You're indication. sharing this on your Facebook, dude. So. Oh no! No, you're not. You're not. You're not. <laughs> don't do anything. You don't. Don't do anything. Don't say anything. Say anything you want. I can edit it. Don't make me edit it though. And then don't share it on your Facebook if you don't want to. Say everything you want to say. Everyone knows you do drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if your hair, if you're a grown man with long long hair, hair, everyone's like, he does drugs. I, you know, I I hope so. Why do you have long hair? Uh, Well, this is the third time I've had long hair and I've I've donated it twice before. Oh, so you're a humanitarian. (laughs) I don't know about that. You are, dude. Give that to yourself. Well, to to discredit you. When I found out that people could sell their hair, I thought, well, that was the last time I'm ever going to donate it. But then I found out that I would not get anything really for it. So Might as well donate it. Yeah. But this time, I don't know. I feel very comfortable with it these days. You're just going to hang out with it? I don't know. It feels like this would be the last time that I grew it long. Yeah. So, so if you cut it now, you're gonna be. I'm gonna be a grown man. I'm gonna have yeah, a short hair. Yeah. <laughs> this is from, some of this hair is from when I was 28 years old. <laughs> yeah. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 31. 31. Yeah, dude. That's part of you. That's part yeah. of your life. Uh, that hair's been with you, man. Yeah. You could find out a lot about the things that I've done with this hair. Yeah. Aren't all? Isn't it like an oak tree of drugs? Yeah. Isn't that right? Yes. Is that true? That's why. Uh, Britney Spears shaved her head, apparently. Not no, knowing that it goes into her scalp. That's not true. Oh, I don't know. She did it because 
she was so addicted to attention and validation that she needed some way to get recognized. I think it was at the same time as she was undergoing custody stuff, though. Poor Brittany. Yeah. I didn't know that. You just made it sad. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying oh. is that, like, that at the time, that was the big thing is that, you know, she was trying to uh, oh, really? remove the evidence of some, some oh. things that people were suspecting. But it was like K-Fed's kid, too, and that guy had to be... That yeah. guy was probably got the job dancing for her because he was her drug dealer. That dude is a drug dealer first, dancer second. <laughs> I could be wrong. Wait, so what's your... Uh, okay, what I think's interesting to me, you told me you had this point in your life where you hit... We're going to get to it. And I always feel like when people hit that point, maybe like a low point in their life where they're like, they don't know what to do. It's always like sobriety is the thing after that. <laughs> I honestly, cause I was like, I always, I almost didn't know if I was gonna have beers ready, but I didn't know. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have beers ready. Maybe this is a sober dude. I thought it entirely <laughs> possible. Cause you had like a Damascus moment. Damascus from the Bible, Paul. Have you read the Bible? I you don't have, have to answer that. No, no, no. I I have not read the Bible in its entirety, though I have been exposed to it. Nor have I. Very, very, very much. I, Do you I know the road to, to Damascus? Is that where he had? Did you say Paul or Saul? Paul. Okay. Saul. You're right. You got me. With the scales on his eyes, having his oh, man, vision read restored. The Bible. Yes. Having his vision restored by God. Yes. Yeah. He becomes blind. Yeah. Man, I need to start reading the Bible. Again. <laughs> Yeah, he becomes blind. Yeah. Then he turns changes his name to Paul. He stops ki- stops killing Jews. Yeah. But you yeah, had yeah. all right, you had yeah. your Damascus moment. Uh and usually people are like, I came clean, I stopped doing drugs. Not you though. No. Because you're no, high I knew, right now. I knew that So So okay, so you you want to explore that now? Yeah, dude. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I you know, I said Right now, I'm making a, a, a vertical line gesture at okay. a certain point, and I'm dropping my hand down to say that I got lower than that line. So that line, that first one, was just making it. What do you mean? Uh, with work and life, just li- surviving. What were you doing at the time? Uh, at the time that Lola was conceived, I was in Lexington. Okay. Uh, working at different sushi places. Okay. Excuse me. You were just making it. Yeah. Just living? Uh, yeah. Because you can excel and you can try really hard to do stuff. And I, I wasn't trying really hard to do anything. No? Uh, no. What do you mean? What do you mean you weren't trying? Well, uh, I never, there was absolute, I, I never felt pushed to do anything or I never had any like, real ambition beyond um just making this very slow crawl up this weird work ladder the sushi ladder yeah because it's it's different than than a lot of other kinds of restaurant work that you would do but you weren't you weren't passionate about it Uh, it's not it's not that but every other thing that i would do at the time i enjoyed doing more than work what was that video games or Dumb, dumb stuff. Just dumb stuff. Drugs and stuff? Or... Well, 
you know, people say you're the thing that you do with your time. Like yeah. I wasn't doing anything. I was not furthering myself. I wasn't growing as a person. Okay. I was just like drinking a lot, hanging out with people. Sometimes like at the time, like the only time in my life I've ever like the only moments of violence I've had in my life were like during this really dark time. Did you me. know it was dark though? No. You were just no. in a bad cycle. Uh, just I'll I'll talk about a rut that you dig yourself into and I was okay. dug very deeply into a rut. How'd you start it? How did I uh, What same. got you in it? There's always a trigger for every rut, for every negative cycle you get into. It was discovering that college was not for me. That's okay. Probably How very so? easily. I got by <laughs> traveling backwards. Yeah, I, I, got I, by, I want to go back because we need to know how you got there. I got by very easily in high school. Okay. Because if I am there and I'm awake, I will absorb the things that I hear. And then... You're Asian, too. <laughs> uh, kinda. But dude, not all the you way. You Asian, dude. <laughs> The, if you if you see other half Japanese kids, you would say no, you're not. Okay. Because my dad has weak genes. All right. Uh, but I get my I honestly get my most empowering traits. Okay, half you're, of my most empowering traits from my dad. That's, wait, your mom's white? Yes. Okay. So it's the opposite. My okay. dad is Japanese. Gotcha. And my mom is American, and which then, is an awesome story too. No. Mm, We're doing this one. We're doing your story, dude. It's fine. We'll get your mom Uh, and dad on the show, too. (laughs) Wait, so your story is a part of mine, too. And just the, I don't know. I don't want to go that far back. Oh, we don't have to. I'll just sum it up. Sum it up. My mom was an exchange student to Japan, and my dad was her host brother. Gross. It was was weird. They're like eight years apart. But uh, that's even grosser. She was like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) And embarrassed my dad, but she was a senior in high school. And he was like a grown ass man living with his parents. uh, At the time, because he'd just come back from the States. You're ducking around the States. He had just come back from the States. Uh, He had just gotten out of uh, college in the States. Okay. And had moved back to Japan. But, you know, they basically. Yeah, that's creepy, that's, dude. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh wow, I, I feel. I feel bad. Sorry, mom and dad. For, you just realized your dad's a creep. Nah, it's not that bad. I bet he's a chill, dude. He, he is now. I'm sorry, I called your dad a creep. He, he, nah, at the when when I when I was a kid. Oh God, we can't. Okay, now too far back. My dad and I have gotten along very well since I turned 16. 15, 16. Were you, okay. And before that, it was pretty rough. We did. We've just fought all the time. It was when we moved to Ohio, and when I what'd you fight about? Anything. You just School, had one of those behavior. tumultuous. Yeah, just anything. Are you a bad kid? Not, 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 not in the sense that anybody would think bad. Why'd you kid. not like your dad? Uh, well, it was. <sighs> We're back here, man. Oh, you're no. sixteen. No, it will. What's up? We're you're sixteen in the story now. We're oh. already back here, man. Well, I'm just curious because like I always my relationship with my dad was like I, I was so dependent on him financially that I was like, oh, man, like this guy, I owe everything to him. He could cut me off at any moment. That, OK, so that, you know, that. 
that that was tr- even more true in my case is my mom didn't work okay and what would he do to piss you off well it's not it's not like things you would do to piss me off it's the fact that he, his parents are his parents are strange okay for japanese people they're very liberal they're teachers or they you know they were really retired now and Okay, when my dad was coming to the States, the warning my grandmother, Obachan, gave him was, make sure you don't spend too much time out in the sun or else they'll make you sit at the back of the bus. Was that a joke? No, dead serious. Dead serious? That's the, that's like a mix of her like weird protectionist feelings and the perception of America to the rest of the world at the time. Yeah. Like right after all of the civil rights stuff. So and just her looking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how did like, that manifest into your dad being weird? Well, his parents are strange. They dealt with him strangely, so he dealt with us strangely in a very so? un-American way. Uh, oh man! Well, it was. Just what like, are you doing? How are you? What is the biggest fight you had with your dad? Did you punch a wall? Did you break any drywall? I did, but that yeah. wasn't the biggest one. Well, before we, that was after we moved to Ohio, and that was over something very dumb. It always it, it's always it's never about the thing that you're fighting about. It's about something completely bigger than the fact that you didn't take the garbage out. Maybe do you know what no, I mean? Yeah, it was, it, the 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 drywall thing is just I, that was probably at the height of my worst over emotional period. But then the really crazy moment that I always remember is we were having like a big. This, I was probably. Uh, 13 maybe because yeah. my youngest sibling had just been born and or was less than a year old and uh she was crying and i was trying to console i mean like carry because we were all like busy doing stuff so i was like oh well you know baby's crying yeah and that was like what are you doing stop you know keep cleaning blah 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 like but this and he's like, no. So then we just started yelling, and then something happened. And we like, we physically tussled for a second. And I just kicked him. Yeah. And it just. You kicked him in like the stomach froze. or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, and that was just like a. Were you like uh There's I a horrified expression have. on my face. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like probably, like that was the beginning, I guess, maybe of the de-escalation. This is a, you know, when he's like, "This my child wants to fight me." Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and then, like, what what got us to you know all kinds of dumb stuff, just as much me as him. But yeah. we're antagonizing each other, and yeah. and I get the trait of antagonism from him. You're an antagonizer. I, I like like I I I can be when I'm at my worst. Ooh, explain how explain like so. like when somebody if you, you if somebody wants bears. to do something then you know maybe they're not like doing you know enough of the things so you're like oh well clearly you don't want to do the thing because you're not doing this like being shitty about you're stuff. a manipulator yeah yeah you'll make people feel bad about something you don't think they're doing right all, all kinds of i mean we I'm not we sure. What, I'm not sure what kinds of words to use for it, but what's crazy is that the things that I hate most about my relationship with my father from childhood are the things I hate most about myself as a father now. Dude, you know what? 
you, when you, people that piss you off the most, the reason they piss you off so bad is because you're seeing yourself, like your flaws reflected back to you. You're like, how can you feel like this about something? Right, because you do. Because you do. Because you're like, oh my gosh, I am my dad. I, I, the things, my dad pisses me off because my dad is me. Do you feel that? Yeah. Everyone that I'm like, every, every person that I, if I find myself getting angry, I'm getting angry because someone is doing something. I'm seeing their heart reflected and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why I hate them is because I hate myself. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you like your dad? Um, in, in the good ways and the bad ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. We're all not perfect. We all got our flaws. We all have our, you know. We're all good people, man. Back to my line. Yeah, man. That's good stuff, though. It is interesting. How's your your relationship with your dad now, by the way? Just real quick. It's as great as, as it can be. Civil? Absolutely. Okay. He, he's a different person, and I'm I, too, am a different person. Yeah, people people change, man. That was the name of a Dial H song. Like, from what? <laughs> like, one of the a Dial H for Here song, People Change. Your band. Bam, bam. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. Was it about your relationship with no, your brother? No, absolutely you not. You didn't write the song? No, 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 I don't write any music at all. We've people been over that. Ch- so that it was People Do Change for the better. You got your phone on? Is that oh, me? No, that was me. It was you? All right. I'm so sorry. You don't, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's, that's strange. Okay, I'm turning it off. All right, so you're chill with your dad now. You're both grown up, mature people. Yeah, He's a yeah. good grandpa? He, uh, stereotypical. I feel like stereotypical grandpas are like... Pretty awesome. Distant. Distant, no, but... No, 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 no. Okay, no. That's, that, that's old America. New... Yeah, dude, new. grandpas are old, man. No, not anymore. Like, uh, my, that's true. Yeah, because you're... De- how old's your dad? Uh, he's, uh, oh, I mean, I think he's 63 something. Yeah. My dad's, my dad's 65, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, relatively speaking there, there's, there's a long road there still. Yeah. So. man. Our dad's going to, our dads are going to be, dude, they better be, they're going to be, they better be. Yeah. Yeah. Old fucking guys. Like ancient. Yeah. Like insane. Yeah. Like my grandpa died at 94. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Isn't that crazy? Future science. Future science every last Sunday. <laughs> All right. Let's, okay. All right, you realize school isn't for you. Yeah. Why wasn't school for you, dude? Well, uh, what I was doing for work at the time was different kinds of restaurant stuff. I was going back and forth between sushi and then, like, uh, front of house work, like, serving tables and things like that. Mm-hmm. And... All of these people that were my coworkers, the people sometimes working, you know, over me or, you know, alongside me, sometimes had degrees, sometimes didn't, but in a very wide range of stuff. There were kids going to law school right. that I would be, you know, cleaning up tables with at the end of the night or something. And mm-hmm. it just and not not just people who are in school, but people who are done with school. And still doing these kinds of things. Okay, so, how bad? Okay, it it was really discouraging, and you know, mixing that with the fact that it seemed almost impossible to me to direct four years into something that was supposed to have such a big impact on what I would be doing for the rest of my life, and it was so expensive. 
Right. I'm still paying for nothing. Yeah. And... So the idea of school was kind of... It was, you gave up on the idea that this could benefit you? Because I didn't know... The things that I were considering... The things that I was considering were so... The things... <laughs> I was considering things that were so far apart that... Yeah there was not a way for me to make like simultaneous progress towards anything. Cause I'd already gotten all of my general stuff out of the way. So it was like, do this, oh, do this or do this. Okay. And I, there was, it, it just didn't seem reasonable to commit to any of it. None. You weren't passionate about anything. No. Like I was originally going to go for English. Yeah. And then when I realized that an English degree meant basically just reading like old British novels, right. Or getting like a creative writing certification inside the same English degree. Right. That's hugely discouraging. Most likely a creative writing degree ends in back at the sushi shop. Yeah. Suck it, creative writing majors. <laughs> but then after you got that, a phony like, degree. Like after that, like Asian studies, you know, oh maybe translation or something, but oh, you know, I would also have to learn, you know, completely you know, a language to facilitate that. Yeah, you and guys have a lot of language. That's hard. I yeah. did not, I didn't have any ambition then. Okay. So I, 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 there was nothing to push me towards doing any of these you things that were so much harder anything. than just surviving doing the sushi thing. Yeah. So I, I kept doing that. So you're just like, I'm going to stick with this easy thing until. Well, it's not that it was easy. It was the most challenging thing that I had done. Because you're constantly, this is how it's different than other restaurant work, is because it's a lot more like master apprentice type stuff. Especially you can if you be get really to work good for somebody. You, if you, you can work for really good people. Yeah. And you, you Here, can. Move your head. This I'm sorry. Way. Oh, there you go. sorry. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So. Beautiful. You master, can work okay. for really, really, really. Were you good into doing sushi though? Yeah. You seem, okay, because that's your career now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So you were you were like I was, was still it. kind of ambivalent to it at the time. Okay, all right. Yeah. I never without feeling like I had something that I had to work towards. Yeah. It was always just a good option for a way to make money while I did something. Yeah. That offered growth, made progress. I learned to, yeah, yeah I, I got to grow, learn a thing, get paid. Yeah. Which, you know, I'll always laugh at I mean, unless you go to the most expensive top-notch culinary schools, there's absolutely no reason you can't sweat your ass off working through a few crappy jobs to come out a machine. Is there no money in food? It's not that there's no money in food. It's that you shouldn't go into it with debt. Got it. Because you can't climb out. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, I mean, the... I'm very lucky. I feel like I like the job that I have is like however many sushi bars there are in Cincinnati. Yeah. Maybe knock like 20% of those off. And then whatever that number is after that, like that's how many jobs there are that are kind of like mine. Okay. And then when you look at, you know, say like take the top 20% of those. And then now you look at those, like that's how many people have the kind of job that I have. Oh, so you're on top of the sushi world. Right now. Okay. Yeah. So you're good at what you do. I have a reason to make sure that people think I am. <laughs> you got a reputation. Well, 
it it it's not it's not it's not mine it's the establishments that you got to maintain yeah and not roll a sloppy sushi roll as as best i can the hard part there is that we you know we feed a lot of people but um I'm, I'm what I'm my, my point with this is that I'm very lucky to be in the position that I am now because there are not many of these positions available okay and similarly there's not that many positions available for people you know trying to enter the cooking world beyond you know line cook or prep cook or something okay so it's, you feel blessed now uh, yeah okay big time but at the time though you were i did not recognize i I would have if i if i had a fraction of the drive that i have now okay at the time like i too old to begin the training he is yeah it's like i started so late by comparison that's everyone though man it takes so long it's not it's not everyone though because the guys that are working for me that are learning the things that i know now are 20 21 well what are you supposed to do are you supposed to say oh i'm too old to become good at this no you're supposed to say well i just it's just something that i regret is that i couldn't be more serious about it earlier dude i'm telling you the majority of people feel like they should have found their thing, their passion earlier. And I think, dude, I think you're better for finding it later. I think there's more longevity longevity for having found something like that later in life. It, there's, there's definitely something to that because I... The slow journey has... Yeah turn me into like the classic old man old japanese man in my yeah. head when it comes to a lot of stuff and it's the kind of thing that can really only come from years of mindless repetition this is my my actual growth my progress doing sushi stuff yeah i'd say probably 75 percent maybe 60 to 75 percent of the most important skills that I have now, I've probably picked up in the last four years since I got the job that I have now. Yeah. And my daughter's three and a half, so that's the correlation is this job and fatherhood. Well, let's get us there. Where's your lowest of low? Okay. Where you decide, okay, I'm going to try to start getting passionate about something, start trying to better myself, be a better person. Well, at the... At the time that I found out that I was going to be a father, uh, what's I, that? Wait, what's that story, dude? Oh, it's. Was this a girl you were dating? A girl I had been dating. Okay. And. Are you just leaving we, it we, in, we, or we what had, happened? What? <laughs> uh, we'd uh, we'd we'd separated at the time, but we were still living together. Okay. And. She is on birth control, but I'm you not, separated, but you were were you still having sex on a regular basis? Not not regular basis, but it it was so yes. It it was a weird time for me because my my granddad had just died, and I okay. was very low feeling. So you needed weird someone times. around. Well, I mean, we we were still living together, I and mean, we weren't hostile. But I was I was 
I wanted to I wanted to see other people, but um, but you're still okay. You're still doing things that might get her pregnant. yes whatever they might be whatever whatever that is i was doing it yeah and you've been broken up for two months for for a while not not probably not that not 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 a while like that two months is probably about right okay um so i was working um I had actually just left a job where I was running a sushi bar. Yeah. In like a, a a dumb it was a it was a it was a dumb thing, but I was trying my best. And it was the this that ended up being the only job I ever walked out on cuz the the owner's the owner was a very not cool guy and it was a very messily run organization. So I left that place and went to a really like the probably the most old school Japanese place. And the other place was like you know, sort of steakhouse and sushi Prestigious type thing. Type deal, yeah. And then this was like this was like a hibachi restaurant. So you with left a sushi bar a higher paying job. Yeah, and I and I got a job actually like basically the bottom of the totem pole okay. at the sushi bar of this. You were ill prepared to support. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I yeah, I I had a much better paying job. I took a much lower paying job, and then I found out I was okay. So now, yeah. two things though. In the week leading up to finding this out, yeah, I had two important conversations. One was with the general manager of the new sushi bar where I was working. And he said, our current sushi man is like 63 years old. He's retiring very soon. I think you can be the guy that gets his job. It's just going to be a minute. You think you can hang out? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this is, that's cool. Yeah. I, that's, that's great. That's basically what I want. Because these old Japanese restaurants, yeah. it's the most comfortable working environment you can imagine. So you were into that? Uh, hugely. At the Wait, end why of, is like, it comfortable? At the end of every night, the boss is like, what do you want? Do you want a beer or a mixed drink? And I'd say, oh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, come on. And he's already like pouring a beer. And yeah. I, I, have to, I have to sit there and, and, and drink it while I eat the meal that's been prepared for everybody. And I get to have this moment where we all bond for a second watching dumb TV at the bar. In Wait, this great family style. As the sushi master? No, just as a person that works at this place. Okay, so you're into this place. Yeah, it's okay. nice. That's, dude, community is tight. It is. Community and it's, it's is, one of the yeah. things that's missing from so many businesses. Yeah, dude, you got it. But also, man, don't get me started. I'm a mercenary. Uh-oh. See, you'd yeah. have a hard time in a Japanese restaurant. It's like, uh, like this. You have a tip pool. Yeah. A tip pool. So everybody works together and the tips that you get from a table go to the pool and then it gets divided up among the workers. And the idea is that... It's commie bastards. <laughs> exactly. But then you, like, to to have seen, like, that kind of working environment and see the other kind of working environments, like, man, if you could just take the marketing savvy and the sexy appeal of these high-end restaurants and staff it entirely with these people that work together as a as a... A cohesive unit like a single organism dedicated towards the goal of satisfaction of the staff yeah. 
we would be far more successful. They're mutually exclusive, though. It is. Yeah, exactly you can't that. have good you, people you running need... a successful business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's, it's impossible. Crazy. Yeah. So. Okay, so you were like, okay, you had this moment where you're like, okay, I'm into this job. Okay, so that was that the was, first conversation. Oh, yeah, that was number one, the yeah. The second conversation was from my old friend of, at that time, seven years, Denny who had been the assistant general manager of the restaurant where I got my very first sushi job. Yeah. And I worked there for a few years. We got to know each other pretty well. And he uh, he gave me a call and said, Misaki, I think... Actually, he said, Soggy. Mm. He, he calls me Soggy, Soggy Waterbottom. It's one of my favorite nicknames I've had. Soggy? Soggy Waterbottom. Kind of like a... <sighs> Uh, what's the Coen Brothers movie? Oh, what Brother, Where Art Thou? Soggy Bottom Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that kind of sound. Yeah. Um, that just came from me mishearing what somebody called me. Like, did you just call me Soggy? And he's like, no, but that's what I'm going to call you forever. Mm-hmm. And then Danny added the water bottom to it. Anyway, he gives me a call and says, Soggy, I think I have a really great opportunity for you. And I, I think that you're just the right guy for this kind of strange And you already spot. have the job. I already have the job, and I'm already thinking about this other, you know, this thing where I'm going to be taking the reins of this other place mm-hmm. where I don't have to move, because I'm in Lexington at the time. Okay. Oh, and the Soggy Bottom Boys want you to move where? Uh, they, I, Denny wants me back in Cincinnati. Okay. So, at the time I'm in Lexington, and I get this phone call from Denny, he wants me to come back and open up the restaurant where I work now. Yeah. Uh, with him and I said, no, you know, I just I just kind of got this other job and like, yeah, I think in a year and a half this might pan out really right. well the for me. The Sushi King that's, is about that's, to that's die. The, that's the lazy shit that I was on. Like, Wait, I don't do want to do this Why do you awesome... find that lazy? Because I don't want... You like, don't want to move? You just don't want to like I just, get in your I just got this other thing and this, this, you know, this ridiculous opportunity to do something awesome has just popped up in front of me. And you're determined But I know it's what? just too tricky to make it all happen. Oh, uh, you'd have to actually put some work into like moving there yeah. and being a part of it and yeah. figure it all out. But yeah. you already have an opportunity yeah. now. So you're and like, like, this is yeah. already like, like, oh, my two year path is already set out. Blah. The easier path you choose. Yeah. The road more traveled. So... You know, it, it was really strange because it, it, it felt, it, it was like, it felt masochistically satisfying to take like the grunt work level thing. Yeah, what? I don't, can't, then, mercenary, can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking so, about? It's like, more satisfying for like, a shittier Like more job. like old man, like, like doing something, um, it felt, it felt more secure to stay there and it felt. Oh, less risky. I get you. Okay. So you say nay. Yeah, but then, the, but then also it's like, yeah, and this is the hard way to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, really, because it's what my, my dad did. He worked basically from like the shittiest level of the low end of this Japanese company. And then like the plan was for him to work at the top. So that he was just literally moved yeah. through every position. And then once... There was like no more vertical growth in a place. He was then moved over to another department. Right. So basically, it was like from bottom level production to uh, engineering to supervising to like plant managing to sales. Right. 
So and, you thought this is how it's done. And yeah, so like in my mind, it's like, well, if I can start from the bottom at this place, you know, and it's like a, it's a Japanese company. Yeah. So there's like, there's always security in that. Why? Because the, the value of employees is a lot different in Japanese Really? Yeah, yeah. Japanese companies Why? have they a different... They value, like, loyalty and... Uh, well, it's like this. The, the classic example is, say you have, like, an office floor, and there's, you know, all of these, um, you know, like, salaried Japanese office people, and then there's, like, the company president also has, like, the office on that floor, but all the offices are identical. Oh, so it's, like, equality. We're it's, all it's this like together. It's, like, the recognition yeah. of the individual role and there's not no a lot hierarchy of... And, it's yeah. not It's not even that there's no hierarchy. It's, like, a... A deep understanding of the hierarchy. More like we're all human beings. We're all working to make towards like the same, same thing. Goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so and it's, it's just more like this fa- is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just the part that I have in this thing. But then the other side is that you are expected to be able to assume any other role with basic like specialization is bad because it doesn't mean that you're really good at one thing. It means yeah. that you're not good at all these other things. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's more so, just like family business, sort of. Sort of, but but there's like a there's a there's a big premium placed on tenure. Okay, so you're in the family. And you're yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah. I've already yes. started yes. my time in the family. Yes. Okay, so what? And do if you I tell ended up in buddy? that place, then then it would be like now I'm like super part of this family. Like if something bad happened to me, like I could probably have expected these people to pay for medical expenses oh. and shit like that. Interesting. Well, that's fair, man. I feel like that's almost something. That's a level of security that I think would be enticing to anyone. To it be like, really, Dude. it really would be. But it's something that most people wouldn't understand because they've never been exposed. I to cannot. It. I've been fired from places because, and nobody, everyone. I don't know. I've been told I was a member of the family, and then I've been kicked out of my. Well, family. that's because that's an attractive thing to tell someone that you want something. From. I never believed it for a minute. It's hard not to believe these people. I don't know. So anyway, so, so yeah, let's. I was I was gonna I was gonna do this thing, mm-hmm. then I found out I was going to be a father, and what it was, was that like? What was that moment? Before I could come to terms with it, I ranked it on the same level as getting my DUI. Oh man, you got stories, dude. It was. What's that feeling? heart sinking abject horror like how did this happen this is the the, i did like the two things yeah two things i knocked a girl up and i got a dewey when did you get you how long before did you get the dewey uh three or four years all right so you failed at life yeah yeah and i (laughs) she uh I had, I had insisted that she take a pregnancy test. And she's like, no, no, no. My periods are weird. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, so it wasn't she, definitive at the moment. Yeah. yeah so she goes. Uh, so one day she, I, I, I said, we're going to get one. Mm-hmm. So she goes and takes it. And it's quiet for too long. And I, I walk around the corner and she's sitting on the floor, like curled up, you know, and knees tucked up. Yeah. Head in her arms, just crying very quietly and i knew that that was a very bad sign she didn't want a child either neither, well neither of us were prepared for that at the oh, time. okay and uh it was 
one of the most incredible feelings of despair that I have ever felt. Yeah. And like I I cuz I had, like I had just I had just separated and I was thinking that I was going to just what? You know, like go and what was that noise? That, that, that was mean? just take off and I and, and I remember the phrase from 40-year-old virgin run down some hose. Oh, you're ready to yeah, to yeah, crush. Cut loose. Yeah, okay. I was feeling so self-actualized yeah satisfied with myself you were done with that relationship uh in i I, you know i I thought so okay yeah no i know what you're no what i'm saying is you were at that point point in your (laughs) life you're like yeah let's see what anything else everything different let's let's figure it out for yeah because i'm yeah. i mean i i i have the trend in my life of just jumping from one long-term thing to another but you're ready to jump from short thing to short uh, thing yeah i thought you're gonna crush it up dude uh i yeah but you're, but nay yeah no no okay. so but there it couldn't have been just the fact that you couldn't have no, I mean, there's all these other things. Like, I just got, I just gave up a better paying job by walking out yeah. for completely amazing reasons. But yeah. it's the, like I said, the only time I've ever done that. Right. But it was, it was an important bridge to burn. Had you known you were having a kid before, you would I would have never done that. Okay. Yeah. I would have never done yeah. that. But had I not done that, yeah. it wouldn't have been so easy for me to call my friend in Cincinnati back and say, actually, if that job is available, I'll move back right now. Did you do that? I did. You did. So you called and you were like... Because this is where my family is. And my family, dad included, provide this incredible... I knew that the only way that the little family that I had just made was going to make it is if I could be near my family for that support structure. Yeah, so, dude, that familiarity, that kind It wasn't of... even that. It's just I knew that I was going to have to work and Bethany was going to have to work. Oh, and... you just needed the help straight up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You're just looking for babysitters. Uh, it's not even, I mean. You looking for in, babysitters, In the very dude. immediate just, sense, right. I knew that I was going to need that help. And I knew yeah. that my family, that that would be something that my family would help me with. And they, you know, they, they do, but it, it was a long time before I told them. Where was she from? Uh, she's from Campbellsville, Kentucky. It's a little town. You know, we met in Lexington. She moved up with you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So at that point, were you like, hey, let's like, let's start a family? No, that's no. not what I was like. No. What in were fact, you, what, what you be that like? was the only, th- in my mind, I wanted unfortunate things to happen. I couldn't bring myself to say... You you have to get an abortion. Okay, you didn't you didn't ask her. No, I you know you can't say that. I could I couldn't say that. No, yeah. That w- we know what unfortunate things. Yeah, you are do that, and that's you're not. And, and a, just like yeah. you know, hoping like, oh man, please let this be resolved in a way that it just has to be accepted. You want something out of your control to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, we know. And I, and I, and I, and I would, we would just talk and I would say like, you know, I just, I don't think we're ready for this and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, it got to a point where I realized that it was, 
it was going to happen. Yeah, and you must be dad, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I had to, I had to confront this, and I and in on my own. Yeah, I was a selfish, selfish person. Oh, okay. Selfish, like. I, I want I want these these things for myself and this thing that's happening is jeopardizing my my humble aspirations. Your career as a sushi king. No, no, like the dumb shit I wanted to do. What was that? The the smash smash the, chicks. Yeah, and 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 just being like cut loose again to try to get back to some like to to just revisit the careless days from before you yeah you just wanted to you didn't want responsibility you were not ready to grow up not even a little yeah so that and, was and, okay. and it was and, and i was <laughs> i was ready to not want something amazing to happen to preserve that so it got to the point where i realized this is something like i can't i can't do this i can't if I'm going to, if this is like the, the way that this is going to go, I have to find out, you know, definitely what is inside. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I did mushrooms to, you felt like this like, was uh, going like, to, Oh, maybe a spirit journey will help. Okay. Yeah. Vision quest of sorts. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, had you done this before? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> You were like, all so, right. You know, I made the one line before and then I dipped down. So So now you're in a valley, a so low this is, point. This is the trough. I am in the trough. Lowest I you've ever been, been. The most unsure of what was going to happen and the most filled with fear. Yeah, yep. Anxiety of the unknown. And like the and, and then it just felt like so many things had been shut off to me. Yeah from from that moment yeah doors closed yeah yeah man and i did i did these mushrooms okay yeah and what what happened for me like i knew that i would have to think about i would have to carry that in you had to carry into the trip you had to carry in this negativity Well, well the the question of like how what kind of person am i now that i'm confronted with this okay so you know retrospectively that was the question but it's just what the fuck am i gonna do okay so subconsciously you're like i'm gonna do a mushroom trip at the time subconsciously you're like but now you're like okay i needed to i needed some insight from something beyond my normal brain chemistry yeah whatever I needed, I needed to get shook up. Yeah, dude. So I did, and when I when I thought about it, it's like, okay, so there's something alive inside of this woman that I made. Yeah. I made it. Mm-hmm. And Anything can come from that. So much good. Yeah. 
And I realized how disgusting and selfish I had been. (laughs) So you saw the fact that... I saw really how very bad I was. You saw that you were seeing this as an inconvenience. Yeah, like... What a disgusting way to look at life. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was... So after... That was the realization you made. After. And you were... Okay. So you're in the valley. And then this started the trajectory. That was my... That was like my line dropped from the other side. Yeah. That I could use to climb out. And it happened very quickly. So your motivations in life totally changed. You realize, oh, the reason I'm seeing this in a light as a problem, as a bad thing, is because my mind is fucked up. And I'm seeing this thing yes. from a point of view of what's best I got for a me. very objective look at, at the stuff going on around me. Yeah. And... That was what I needed, was a little objectivity. Like, oh, wow, you are such a bitch. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It is. Do you think that's a good thing for people to do, to get that objective perspective, look down on life type thing? A lot of people probably need it more than they would like to think that they do. Yeah. And I and I just say that because everything about our lives... Unless, you know, you're truly blessed, really leads us down, like, the same path on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, I'll talk about the rut. Right. So, like, the more you do the same thing without something to really shake it up, the harder it is for you to see things other than the way that they are. So something good could come to you, but you might not recognize it because it's not a part of what you deal with on the daily yeah, you don't have the ability to see a new dynamic. It's like in. your your yeah. blinders get further and further and further out, right? Until you you just shut out so much. Besides this, the same routine, mundane end goal over and over again. Yeah, man. And you lose sight of these amazing and beautiful things that surround you. So that's, for me, like hallucinogens are a way for me to sidestep the meditative prerequisites for being able to find beauty in simplicity and in nature and in people and music and stuff by, you know, just like a a system shock they'll say they've said that you know discovered recently because all these drugs are coming in vogue now for uh-huh. uh, therapeutic use everything from ecstasy to mushrooms and acid to ketamine the k-hole yeah they're sending people to the k-hole to get better now yeah but anything i mean i think all those drugs in any sort of you know really psycho um active drug it gives people that it's like a strips things away. Yeah, you're gonna Filters. get that. Yeah, you're going to be. It's going to take you out of that rut that you had. And I think people knock that sort of thing in general. You can get it from other things. Uh, a guy named Joe Shelby. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I said it's, it's shortcut. It's a shortcut, which is interesting. You don't. I mean, maybe if drugs freak you out, cool. 
there was a Joe Shelby. He's a comic. He was on the podcast. We talked about this. He moved to L.A. He was in a rut here in Cincinnati. He moved to L.A. And just that change in his life from breaking the routine, not hanging out in the same circles, doing the same drugs with the same people, doing the same thing all the time, his life changed completely. Every sort of thing that was going on in his life, he saw it differently and saw it as oh it's not as big a deal i was it's you thinking that your circumstances are your depression when it's not that it's just your depression it's just your outlook so you're right drugs are the shortcut there it's powerful yeah and not just for not just for things like depression, but then like PTSD and stuff, being able yeah, to man. confront terrifying concepts in your mind without, mm-hmm. and that's that's another thing. Like this is a terror, it was scary for me to even think about. Yeah. So it helped to be, I'll say it, it almost feels like the ideas in your mind, like the, the, the bigger they are, the easier it is to kind of visualize them as something that you can just walk up to. Okay. And, and, and just see and be exposed to without feeling the same fear and anxiety that you do when you think about it on a regular basis and the way that you like push things away from your mind because yes. they're hard to deal with and then they come back harder. It's being, it's, it's the ability to be less emotional about that thing. Cause when you're emotional yeah. about it, it feels like you're inside of this thing. Absolutely. But, yeah. And it's, it's crazy because it feels like these drugs, it, it feels like it puts, I feel like I can be, inside the confines of my mind to see to see these things but when you say like you you are inside them that's really crazy because it's like a thing that taints everything that comes out of you yeah man when when you when you really truly struggle with something when you're sad or anxious people be like oh don't it's like someone's telling you don't worry it's like dude go fuck yourself Give me something constructive. How yeah. about a distraction? Yes, that's what that's what they should do. They should just, like, just fuck off if that's all you got. Right. If it's like, don't worry, just juggle for me, dude. Juggle. Teach me to juggle. Give me give me a joke instead. Yeah. Give me something. <laughs> give me anything. Don't tell me to not worry. That doesn't do anything. I'm in it. I'm in the I problem. No. Pull I'm me out. Worrying. Yeah. Pull me out. Pull me out of this yeah. thing so I can look at it from from somewhere else. Let me be pulled out of this for a minute so I can see that I can escape. Yeah. You know? Pull you out. That's yeah. yeah. You got it's like the that the you're you're talking about like stepping back from from a perspective. Problem. And that's 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 a theme. Yeah. That man. is a huge part of like the way that you deal with every problem really it's usually just you have gotten too close to it. Get yeah. somebody else, some step back a little bit. And if right. you can't step back yourself, ask somebody else who doesn't see it the same way you do. Because you're probably looking at the feet of a giant. Right. The feet of a giant is so good. Because people will, when I ask, when I'm having problems, I'll talk to someone and I'll say, what do I do about the situation? And usually the right answer is to, someone will say, you're not addressing the real issue here. You're so, you're looking Symptom at Symptom treatment versus right. root. Yes, it's like, dude, you're looking at the feet of the giant. You need to realize what this giant actually looks like. You know, you gotta step back. You got to step back, man. And if if it becomes difficult, too difficult, 
do drugs, man. Do don't let it become a crutch, but do the drugs if it helps you escape. Well, it's, for for this, it wasn't even it wasn't even escape. Usually, that's what it is. This was this was like an old way to do drugs. This yeah. is like here's here's a here's a a life crisis. Yeah, and I don't have the tools to deal with this on my own. Yeah, I guess some people probably would have turned to faith or something, but I, I, it's a drug too, man. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I, I know people exa- that I know find ex- God. Exactly I'm like, dude, it's like this is you know, and I'm not saying like I believe in God and stuff, but there are people that find faith because they need it, and I'm not saying it's less real or anything, but whatever you need, man. Well, this for for me, I, I don't think that there's anything that could have no talk that I could have had could have changed the way I felt so profoundly, and that's that's yeah. what people say. It's, you know, like they 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 talk about these things for like end of like end of life chronic chronically ill patients, right? And to say, you know, there's or you know, for the PTSD people, there's no no amount of therapy can or it it would take years of therapy to do the same things that you know a handful of sessions of these can do to ease one's mind like there's no it would (laughs) have i i don't know that anybody could have ever just convinced me that that was the right thing to do but once i did that i knew that it was the only thing that i could ever do there is no amount of therapy i'd basically be killing myself if i didn't do it damn dude dude that's so that's so pro drug, dude. That's so pro street dog, and I'm on board, man. I it's, get it. It's uh, it's weird because you know you you it's it's different though. You, you know you asked me before like what's your relationship with drugs? Yeah. It's like this. I do not like the things that have you know like a really strong tendency to be habit forming, except for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah love alcohol Mm -hmm. but then you know basically like you know a lot of your hard drugs like coke and your many 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 downers these days and yeah it's how you you yeah 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 so but just for me like i i have an extreme habit forming personality so i try to stay away from that kind of thing and then what i like are the things that have a much more upstairs effect yeah so that's you know, you know the, yourself. The, the, yeah, hallucinogens and ecstasy and, you know, weed. So, You've got your life under control. Yeah, pretty much. You That's know. what I'm saying. It's you know yourself and you know your relationship with drugs. Yeah, I don't want to... That other stuff's just too expensive anyway. Is it? <laughs> I've never done that Gen- stuff. Generally speaking, like, what's always blown my mind is that you know, for the amount of money you would spend on, you know, acid or something, it like the the cost effectiveness of the experience per time is unreal compared to everything else. But then you look at something like Coke and it, it, it almost seems to be exponentially expensive the more you like it. Yeah. So your budget get your budget drugs, dude. <laughs> non habit forming, <laughs> cheap. I'm very economical. See, yeah. I get that from my dad. Your dad doesn't. <laughs> no. <The crack. laughs> 
<laughs> no. That was no. A, dad. Dad is my dad. Isn't that like is, a Japanese I proverb? I have barely heard my parents swear. I've seen my dad drunk, truly drunk, probably fewer than five times in my life. I've my literally mother, never seen my dad or mom drink once. Wow. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, I'm Christian too, but they're they're better at it than I am. But yeah. Dude, okay. Here's a strange thing that I'll, I'll 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 tell you. Yeah. This just happened last week. I think it was last Sunday. Not this most recent Sunday, but the one before that. <coughs> uh, I I was I was at work, and there's a a girl that works for me at the sushi bar, and I was. We've been cutting the cucumbers at work a new way. It, it looks really fancy, but it's it's pretty easy to do once you know how. And I had discovered that after all this time, I could do it with my eyes closed. And I was excited, and I was showing her, and she was she was trying it too. So this group of three people, it was a Korean couple, and then a younger guy, also Korean, that was with them. And when uh, when they got you know their first bit of food, you know they started saying grace, and I thought, oh well, this okay. So you know, then I was like very sensitive to it, like go away for a second, person doing the thing for them. They're saying grace, please don't bother them. Ooh, yeah, that's yep. so, okay. Um, and just just it's it's so rare to see in in public people these days. pray. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. In general, at least in the restaurant where I work, definitely. Uh, these might be some of the only people I've ever seen say grace in the yeah. four years that I've been there. And I don't see everybody by far, but over the four years, I've seen a pretty good you subsection of the spread yes. in the area that I can see. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, as you know, as, as I'm, I'm showing her this, you know, she's, she's doing, you know, she's doing the thing regularly. And then at one moment I turn around and I see her and she's doing it with her eyes closed and she's doing a really good job. And the other, the, the people that I'm talking about have seen, have seen me like showing her this and then they see me like freaking out and like quietly though, cause I'm, I don't want to let her know while she's got her eyes closed that I'm seeing her do it. Yeah. And also freaking out because it's good. Okay. And they, you know, they, they see this. And as they're getting up to leave, uh, the, young, the, the younger guy that was with this couple uh, stops me and says something about going against the grain. And I, I said, you mean like the, the fish, how you, how you cut the, the fish against the grain? He's like, no, 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 you. I feel like you maybe struggle because you go against the grain. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, um, you, you have, uh, you have like a, I don't remember the word he used. I want to say it was fire. He says, you have a fire in you that doesn't come from you and it, it doesn't come from your friends and doesn't come from your parents it comes from god and yeah. it, you buy he it? just said well what he, and then he said it's just so clear that you have you know this passion for the stuff and it's, i just said well you know i just i want things to be you know better for everybody He's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, you know, just 
I, I, I'm, I'm a person of faith, not necessarily a religious person anymore. Yeah. But I definitely believe in God or something that we could call God. And like from, from a child, like I went to a Southern Baptist private Christian school for nine years. Yeah, I went to Christian school too. And it was, it was and, and at the same time as I was going to a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. So you know, faith has been a part of my life the whole time. More subtly as an adult, as I felt kind of disenfranchised with yeah. organized religion. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean because I feel there's definitely something there, obviously. And there's nothing clearer to me than that, that there's like definitely a higher power. There's someone that created us, but I think I The language that we have learned to talk about it is this particular language. And I don't think it's right. The language. But it's just the, you know, that's, that's, it's a crazy idea to try to share with somebody so yeah don't even try to share it do you know what i mean let it be personal and but but the thing is is it's the exact opposite of what is in the bible when it comes to that kind of thing but then that that could be like it's a good point that is that it's it's so hard to say though because the you know the king james version is so obviously it was somebody's thing that they said was going to be the way. And yeah, you would say like, you could just say that that's what it's going to say. And there are all kinds of, you know, theological disputes between. Yeah. You got you know, interpretations yeah. from the old Testament to, or like from the, the, you know, the Torah or the Talmud or whatever compared to the books of the old Testament. Right. Like first and five. And then beyond that, like all kinds of. Well, I think people do that. People believe in, that's what people say they're like that's the holy spirit holy spirit brought everything to you what we what you have that zondervan like new international version bible that is what the holy spirit brought to you and i think that's so ignorant to assume oh this is it because it's the most convenient way to read the word of god that that's the holy spirit no no don't tell me that like, don't tell me that just because it's the most convenient way. Like, who are you to say this is the truth? Have you learned Greek? Have you learned Hebrew? No, you haven't. This is convenient for you. So you're going to take your interpretation and other people that you grew up with, their interpretation of it and say, this is the truth because the Holy Spirit made it convenient for me. Well, no. the, 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 only, the only thing there is that, you know, if you don't accept one of those, then, you know, you can't accept anything. And then you end up in a boat like us. And for a lot of people, that doesn't feel... You mean there's no actual truth? Is well, that what you're saying? Uh, not, not when you talk about, like, being verifiably, like, reasonably speaking, there's not a way for the layperson to go and, you know, get to the true understanding of whatever ancient texts we have unearthed to be able to compare against. Well, I think it's your responsibility to search for God, not to assume you know God. That's, uh, so then, but then that that, that gets into the idea. So then that sounds like live in a godly way, and then, you know, that's good. But then that's, like, the Bible says specifically... I th- I'm pretty sure like it's not good enough just to live godly like there's things you have to things you have to do and say you know like the yeah. like the, the code words the secret words yeah and I and that I, seems that seems to me absurd 
Dude, I know, and you know what? Like, I couldn't... I don't believe in the code words, man. I couldn't tell you I believed in it. I'd be lying. There aren't code words. Code word is How ridiculous. It's... I mean, it... it <sighs> I know exactly what you're saying. It doesn't... You can... But that's what faith is. Faith is saying, that doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna believe it. And I do believe it anyway. Faith isn't a conscious choice. Faith is a deep feeling. Faith is an emotion. You know what you believe. Do you know what I mean? Well, but then... Maybe I do, but maybe other people don't. Or maybe I think I do, and I don't. You don't know anything, and I think you need to recognize that. You're just a guy that's discovering things all the time and always learning. That, that's... I don't know, man. I can't... I don't know. I think it's cool when people say they have the answers, but I'm like, that's you. But... Go anyway, away. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It, I, <laughs> um, now that we've denounced organized religion as a whole. Um, yeah. <clears throat> did we? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's important to look at all of them. Don't say the one that I grew up with but, is but the it's right the same, one. It's the same for all of them. There's ultimately some sort of like make or break moment where it's like you can do everything up to this point, but if you don't do this, it's damnation for There's all There's like a contingent plan on eternal life. So. Yeah. What were we talking about? The the people. The people at the sushi bar watching my friend cut the cucumbers with her eyes closed. Yeah, and you felt it. Well, no. The guy, with, the, the guy said that he, basically, he was like, I see the light of God in you while you're here doing this. That feels, that's a, all right. How did you interpret this? Sorry. It was dope as shit. Yeah, dude. But isn't that, that's someone telling you you're special. He didn't say that to anybody else. You're a special boy. Dude, it was nuts. But okay, so and what? then and then you know you, like just to tie it to something said earlier, like how think of how how few people there are doing like the job that I have, and that I can be somewhere where I can do my thing, and, and this is, I I I've. Westworld made me think about a lot of things. Yeah, Westworld will mess you up, dude. <laughs> um, but I, I really like my job because, especially in the position that I am now, mm-hmm. I get to. It's it's almost more important for for me to be more myself than less myself. In a lot of jobs, people have to put on a face or right. feign something, but I'm. I'm almost valued for my authenticity. So I get to be like 90 to 95% of just myself while I'm there. So little feels like forced or out of line. So for me to have this job that is so rare and to have this person come and say that, you know, for whatever reason, he saw something holy in me while I was doing my thing, being excited that somebody else could do my thing too. Yeah, I think what he saw, he saw you genuinely being excited that this girl was slicing up that cucumber so well. Most people don't give a shit about anything. But it's a dumb thing. That's the, that's another thing. Can I have this? Yeah, man. Oh, sweet. It's for you, of course. <laughs> Thanks. Shout out to Mad Tree. Yeah. This is tasty. It's like chocolatey. It really is. 
It's a good time of year for this sort of brew, and I like that it's not a lot of the time these end up being super hoppy. Like I'm thinking of uh, Brooklyn Brewery's Black Chocolate Stout. I haven't had that one. It's like a like a dirty dark imperial. It's like syrup, and that's in the same kind of family as this sort of thing. I think this is really nice. That like chocolatey sour type thing. It's not really even sour. It's like a. I think it's got kind of like a milky, like spoiled milky kick in a good way. Have you had the Milkman by Urban Artifact? No, actually, I don't they, think I've tried any Urban Artifact beers. Oh, that's my favorite brewery. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They should, all these places should be paying us money. <laughs> you too. Hey, uh, I, I believe in the interweaving of various neighborhood enterprises like unrelated neighborhood enterprises i i've always thought it's like a classic example like restaurant and dinner or a, a restaurant and like theater night or something yeah. like buy dinner here get a discount Cross on a ticket promo. over there or something like that that kind of thing yeah i don't but take into like a a different place but the same sort of idea of two unrelated businesses coming together to further their own ends i know what you're saying and i've thought about it being like hey i'll promote your beer if you give me free beer and let's cross promote (laughs) our unrelated things but i don't want to do ads man no one wants to hear me read no one in seattle that listens to the podcast wants to hear me read copy from Urban Artifact yeah, about but trivia here's the thing. on Tuesday People nights. listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk. Okay. And they they run all kinds of ads for all kinds of random stuff for mattresses and translation I'm so annoyed services. by all that. I know. I listen to podcasts all the time. I find it annoying. Well, so... Oh, oh hey, kitty. So, yeah, she's oh. a lovey cat. <laughs> That's precious. Yeah, your cat. Yeah. Your cat seems pretty if sweet. If you pet her, she'll like. I. I. That's why yeah. I haven't yet. I haven't. She does this thing where she'll put her hand on your face until you pet her. <laughs> yeah, she's the love of my life. Wait, See, what were we talking about before we were talking business? Uh, the the family, and just uh, cucumbers and being excited. Yeah, dude. You know what? It's so <laughs> rare to see genuine passion. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It. I don't know. It was crazy to have somebody say anything like that at all. It was. It was really. It was a really encouraging and really positive thing to hear on what's been an otherwise really complicated time in my life. Yeah, that's. You know what, dude? That was an angel. <laughs> Apparently, the guy's like a famous minister, like a famous Korean minister, the guy that said it. And yet, that's like a big thing for Methodist churches is um, Korean ministry. They had a... Missionaries had a strong presence in Korea. Yeah, they're super Christian over there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, What's it like being a dad now? It is actually a lot like being myself before. Okay. I... It, just in the sense that I get to be the same kind of like goofy and relative, like it, just in terms of my interactions with her. Yeah. The more relaxed that I am around her, like the better, the better stuff is. The more I can like go. So, 
Oh, oh my God. You're going to cry again? No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to cry. But. What's dope about being a dad? All right. Yeah. Tell me. What did you not foresee at that low point in your life? What joys were you like, oh, wow, new, ex- this is not where I saw my life <gasps> oh, being. Oh, God, uh, the first time I heard her heartbeat. Dude, this is, dude, that's gay as fuck, dude. <sighs> I'm going to censor man. that. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's as fuck, dude. <laughs> Like, how do you, like, was I, that really an emotional moment for oh you? Oh my God. It was okay. just after I'd had this experience. Okay. Like it was within probably like a couple weeks of. So you were a changed man. You had your Damascus moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, there was another, there was one more thing that happened that really helped me get away from the, the bad feeling. Even after, even after this thing that was, oops. Very cool. So transformative. It was a conversation I had with an old friend I hadn't seen in a long time. And when I just, you know, I, I said something about like, ah, oh, you know, that there were these things that, you know, I, I wanted to do still and blah, blah, blah. She's like, you can take her with you. And it blew my mind. Yeah. To think that you could, like, now I have a family with whom I can adventure. Yeah, life doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, cool, man. Then... I don't know. Like I, I guess it's it, it. It has really been like once I acclimated to the idea. It's 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 kind of turned out a, a lot like I thought, a lot like I thought it would in terms of just fatherhood itself. Mm-hmm. In terms of our relative parenting roles, I yeah you know, I work you mm-hmm. know, usually upwards of fifty five hours a week. So I I am the more away of the parents, mm-hmm. but then you know the flip side of that is. I, you know, I get um, time that I spend with her then feels very special because yeah. I'm not the one that's always around. Make it more quality. Yeah. And focus you know, I, on. Yeah. yeah I, I try. It's maybe <laughs> it's it's I'm sad by how difficult, though, it it actually is like it's just as hard as anybody would say it is mm-hmm. to is it rewarding though is that do you know what I mean hugely but it wouldn't be if my kid weren't so awesome <laughs> like, yeah we she's amazing she's truly amazing we but before the last thing we did before and actually, the re- so I put her in timeout, like I said, because she attacked our tiny dog oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the lightsaber. Uh-huh. But the reason that she was running around with the lightsabers because we'd just been running around fighting with the lightsabers. Yeah, so she's just being like daddy. Yeah. So she... Dude, that's the has... thing. No one can No one can relate to you on this. But I think that's the special thing. Because most people hear that and they're just people it's it's when people describe their children it's nobody understands nobody (laughs) thinks your kid is as cool as you do well that's the thing is i once somebody meets her i don't have to say anything like if if the light of god comes out in me while i work it comes out of her all day dude okay 
Yeah. So that's like that's what I would say is like at every, I'll we, well, I've, I've discovered I can't get a favorite anything out of her. Like Lola, which one is your favorite? All of them. Like which is your favorite color, or food, or whatever? She's like I like all of it the same. I'm like wow, that's extraordinary. Yeah. Is you don't interpret that as like I don't care about this thing and I don't care about it on the same level I don't care about anything else it's I love this thing on the same level that I love everything else yeah what you're yeah that's I'm sure one day yeah. she'll end up having favorite things but right now she's convinced that all of these things she loves equally yeah it's what you're describing is that yeah i I understand exactly what you're saying because you're saying it's that light that that guy saw in you it's the passion it's loving everything it's just being hype on whatever just curiosity excitement love everything is good you know so yeah but that's cool a lot of times it's that rut you get in when everything's bad but if you can escape it and seeing a child just be hype on every stuffed animal they have, you, you, it makes you feel like, oh, wow, this person, like, maybe it's just perspective. It's loving things. It's a positive outlook, realizing that, like, life is... Putting more good out than bad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Life's a blessing, dude. And having people you love is what it's all about that's the reason that i'm worth anything now and it's the only reason i could have gotten this job is that uh, so they talked about like not having any ambition before so i realized you know from that moment i had to work really really very hard by comparison to how i had worked my entire life up to that point yeah, yeah. and i just started it's a motivator with man you know the job that i got over four years ago now and i still have in what is normally a tumultuous industry with high turnover like i'm now one of i think three or four employees including the one like the present owner that have been there from the opening so i've been extremely blessed with being like if I worked anywhere else the place that I would want to work would be that place yeah it's probably a place that rewards your passion it has and the only the only reason that I even gave it a serious consideration is because of her and the only reason that I have excelled is because I know that I have to continue to improve my worth to the company so that I can continue to provide for my daughter and then further my, grow my shadow, as they say in the Dark Tower books. Nice. Uh, Sick ref, dude. I just talked to Jimmy, bartender at Motor, about it last night. We have a we have a very common love there, um, yeah. But I like in this place, I get to fueled by this passion that comes from the most beautiful thing in my life. Grow just straight into 
the thing that you know I, I should be. Yeah, motivated you to to find your calling. To be worth, you know, a position and stuff. Yeah. And without that, you know, I would have never. Oh yeah, I I, I would have balked at the task because it's this is the hardest job I've ever had. Yeah. Know, emotionally and physically and you know, all that shit. But also, you know, the most extremely rewarding. Dude, there is a God. Yeah. That's there's, the thing. That's is like, it. There is so much in life that you, you can accept as significant because surely there's some meaning behind this. Or you can dismiss it as all random and then, like, what's the, what's the point? Like, yeah. why not see something why beautiful not? and special? Dude. And why... Yeah convince this part of your brain that is wired to see significance and insignificance like if we weren't supposed to have those feelings we just wouldn't get them yeah man why dismiss things why what good comes from you saying no that's not a sign that's not god that's not anything that's just randomness well, it's uh, well that's a that's a occam's razor kind of thing dude you want to like know bertoff's razor what was that why not assume the most interesting <laughs> answer <laughs> that's that's what i always do until i remember occam's razor <laughs> that's what i say dude okay perfect example of this there was water on the floor that was coming from a machine at work. And I thought, well, you know, it must be leaking because it's consistent drip. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're keeping an eye on it. And I'm talking to my guy like, hey, keep an eye on this tomorrow when you open up so we can test it. And I give him this theory about how we can test it to see where the fault is. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just wonder. I wonder if maybe they just spilled it when they were filling it up. Right. And I just stopped for a second. I said, Isaiah, your explanation is a much better explanation than mine for Occam's razor. Because mine assumes some technical manufacturing default or a metallurgical issue or you know something structurally having failed in a relatively new piece of equipment and the other one is a jackass put too much water on and slushed it yeah which one is easier to assume which one is also people also there's a different razors you can shave with man because you can also say the the most the one i want to believe is the fact that some jackass spilled it the least (laughs) do you know what i mean oh the most that's most ideal most ideal that you have this expensive machine. Okay, but that's like, but so then that's like my my idea was the opposite of most ideal. So I'm yeah. like three degrees from. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like ideal way of looking at it. Mine is like, oh, we are defeated and we will have to fix this. The machine is broken. We must get a new one. This is going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Certainly and, and not just no like jackasses. human yeah. error. Yeah. <laughs> Explain Occam's Razor to everyone that's not. Has no idea what we're talking about. Well, it, you know, it's I, I think it's a, I think it's a sort of fuzzy idea because you you talk about it, it sounds like a literal thing, but it's just kind of a way of removing lesser likely possibilities for a given scenario until you're left with the one that assumes the fewest things. Right, the most simple answer is the most simplest, likely the correct yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in you know finding 
that simplicity is is usually the answer to like a lot of the stresses that we we give ourselves for example my stress about having to talk to my boss about a broken machine versus realizing that somebody just spilled some water exactly dude what if you can say dude this has been this is going to be the longest anecdotal experience oh no i think so oh god that's not bad that's oh that's cool but it's very characteristic of me. Every if I if you tell any if you don't if you don't edit that, they'll be like, "Hey, so I heard you gave the longest thing the other day." Mm-hmm. And everybody will be like, "Haha, you talk too much." Yep. Yep. That's people people will judge you. Yeah. All right. People So, what's up? Oh, yeah, so you just need to say what's the what's the thing to learn? We could put it in a nutshell and say this is, if, from my experience, just think about this. From my experience, your brain doesn't always work the way that it's supposed to for oh, the way preach, that your man. life needs to go. And sometimes you have to try something unconventional to shake your own dirty perspective. That's, yeah, man. And then... <sighs> work hard for good things yeah dude those are yeah those are perfect man right you got a you got anything you want to plug you want to plug the restaurant plug got any you got any art <laughs> well, shows i don't know poetry how much readings? i want to associate the restaurant with a drug using that's true <laughs> Uh, uh, but you know, um, there's some cool restaurants on Vine Street. Yeah, there's a bunch actually. You know, all of the restaurants down there are pretty awesome. And any of the ones that you check out are gonna be probably pretty good for you. Yeah, don't go to don't go to uh, the pizza Venice Venice on Vine. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I I I don't know anything about that. It sucks. <laughs> Uh, don't get the salad all right well this has been tight dude (laughs) all right say goodbye to everyone goodbye everybody i hope that you haven't grown too weary of my odd voice no if if they have they've already shut it off so if people get sick of you they get sick oh yeah cool all right all right later bye